Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Feño. This is the Early Print Podcast. This is a very special episode because for all you Jeff Suders out there, we have we have the only, the one and only Sandro right here. How are you, man? What's up, guys? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah, uh, for for those of you that are not familiar with this man, this is the funniest guy on MMA Twitter. <laughs> No, true. no second, no second place. So, so obviously, uh, when you have shit cards, you bring the funny guy to carry you <laughs> through the bad shit. So. And we have quite a, we have quite a few stuff to talk about because we have two big events, kind of big events, I guess. I mean, PFL versus Bellator was supposed to be huge, and it did not feel big at all, at, at least for me. It it's a one of those like. Bellator going out in the most Bellator way humanly possible. Except that their guys won, I guess. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. <laughs> weirdly. So, yeah, let, let's talk about that. Uh, BFL versus Bellator was supposed to have, like, a bunch of, like, champion versus champion super hype fights. And it ended up having two? <laughs> the only, the oh, only champion... The only champion versus champion fights were like Ferreira versus Bader and Evelyn versus Impa, I guess. So they have some of these crossover fights and they were giving like a huge, like, was it like a, a belt? A there, belt? there was a belt, there was a ring, and then you could plant a flag uh, when for like Bellator PFL uh, behind the, the royal chair. <laughs> um, fan- fantastic yeah. <laughs> and, and also you, yeah you could you get to pose on a share so I did not watch much of the prelims uh, Aaron Pico was there he beat uh, Henry Corrales that you told me looked kind of fat <laughs> he looked like a fat mess like old and like short no it was bad it 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 should have been a, like an inspiring win, you know what I mean? Like you're like, okay, clearly Pico's making progress. Kind of hard to tell. I didn't watch it super closely, but it was kind of hard to tell like what this meant for where Pico's at. Um, the main thing I got from it is that Henry looked <laughs> like shit. Then after that, we saw AG Mikey submitting Clay Collard. I did not watch a single thing about this but I was very surprised when after the waking they did the stare down and Mackie was like way bigger right now <laughs> I'm not sure if that translates to the cage as well or maybe it was because they were both cutting, cutting weight but I was like oh Mackie's moving up and he's a lot bigger than Clay and he's going to wrestle the shit out of him <laughs> and apparently yeah. that's that's what happened <laughs> It was like basically an instant submission. Uh, it it made me really mad. Um, not that I like care about Clay Collard having losses, really. Um, it just meant that like the fight that had the biggest like like AJ McKee has cool stuff that he can do, and it was one of those things where like okay, if Clay Collard can like not get taken down all the time, um, like he did in his last fight, and you're like okay, maybe you can chalk that up to the. Um, uh, OAM being like a pretty physical guy, um, like a decent athlete, and that's his main game. You know, you're like, okay, well, McKee's small, so maybe he can't do that. And then Clay Collard like gets a cool fight out of McKee, um, but that didn't happen. It was over immediately, and it was uh, it made me sad. 
and Mikey got to got to make uh, OAM look like a loser too. Yes, that's also true, which is very sad for my uh, bizarre OAM agenda. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the main. Also, guy- wait, hold on. Yeah, go. Sorry, I just so sorry, but how old do you think Clay Collard is? Like thirty-three. <laughs> He's thirty. He is what? just thirty. I was but, like, I, I was, was. I knew. I knew that was a trick question. So instead of right. thirty-six, I said thirty-three. <laughs> OAM is five old. years older. <laughs> like, what the? F- how is Clay Collard was washed in MMA five years ago, and he is thirty now? Like, what are we doing? Clay Collard had a whole boxing career after an. That's M- what I'm saying. An MMA career. What in the <laughs> fuck, man? He was fighting in 2011. Where were his parents? We need to we need to figure that out. But anyway, that's so my main takeaway from that fight is that Clay Collard was washed at 25 somehow. <laughs> that's some Muay Thai bullshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Then we have Joel Romero versus Thiago Santos. Everyone who knew a little bit about MMA knew this fight was going to be ass. And if you were excited about this one, uh, I gotta say, you're, you're on the slow side. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. if you were just excited to see them weigh in and be jacked next to each other, like, you got what you wanted. Yeah, you're, sure. That's, that's, that's valid. That's valid. Shout out to Ronan Fob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyone else excited for this, like, you just have them to make it. You are Bellator's prime customer. You have been keeping them afloat. You got them through the. Uh, what is it? The uh, Zone era. <laughs> you were subscribed to the Zone and forcing to watch like bad <laughs> European kickboxing because you were trying to get some value out of the, out of the subscription. I had yeah. a DAZONE subscription for like a year, man. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you watch that wasn't Bellator? Um, I think was Glory on there. There was oh, yeah, some boxing I watched on there. I think. Um, there was like kind of it was there it was a weird moment where like DAZN pretended that they had more money, um, and so you could kind of watch a decent amount of stuff on there. Um, they were doing a, then... a one. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Um, I wouldn't say I got my value for my money out of it, but I think I could have if I was okay. still in my watch everything phase. Uh, other than nothing happening in this fight, we got Dan Hardy to. We got to see Dan Hardy do a reverse, Joe Rogan, where Thiago Santos' legs were absolutely trashed. And he was like, I think maybe Thiago Santos is having a problem with those legs. <laughs> <laughs> he was limping around the cage. But yeah, God. Romero won a leg kicky decision against Thiago Santos. Good for him. He, yeah. he stole Adesanya's power. Because Adesanya hasn't won a leg kicky decision since then, has he? Actually. Don't check that. <laughs> just just say yes. It's all right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> all, all I remember from Adesanya is losing to Strickland right now. So. Yeah. That's the only thing that's really happened. Vadim uh, Nemkov fought Bruno Capellosa. Vadim uh, Nemkov had a field day with this guy. <laughs> he was beating the shit out of him. Capelosa was Nemkov not was like cool. winning the striking at all. Ben- Nemkov is cool, yeah. Nemkov might be the best like heavyweight in the world right now. And and I know I... he has a loss to Jiri before you freaks. 
come at me. <laughs> was that when Jerry still had the shaved head? Yeah, it was on, on Rising and Nemkov got like super tired and died. I was going to say that was the retirement <laughs> because of because he got exhausted. I yeah, it was I think I one. watched that live actually. Uh, Capelozza did not have anything for this guy. I don't remember if Capelozza was uh, like heavyweight or a heavyweight in PFL because PFL is. Let's be honest, PFL is somewhat unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's watchable if you have like five friends and all you do is talk about the smart cage the entire time. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's great. But in, in that case, it's great. But that's kind of like when people say, like, oh, this game is, like, fun with your friends. It's like, well, yeah, but I always have fun with my friends. It's not about the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're describing and, having fun with your buddies. And also, we have we have the worst of both worlds because we had, like, the annoying booth of... Uh, what's the name of the guy that used to fight in the UFC? The hockey player. Josh Thompson? That's no, the guy that won the million dollars in PFL, like heavyweight. Um, oh, um, he used to do like the weird weigh-ins, right? Yeah, he yeah that guy. He's he's alright. But then you have Dan Hardy, Sean O'Connell, uh, Sean O'Connell, Sean O'Connell is cool. The only good guy in that. <laughs> then you have Dan Hardy and also Shell Sonnen. Like, <laughs> dude, Shell is like, I I, I don't know. I have a very low tolerance. I watch pretty much every card of for everything on mute unless I'm like trying to hear a stupid thing that the announcers are saying. Um, but Chael is probably like he's like he watched DC being a company man and he was like I can I can improve on this. I can work on my game and be even more of a company man than I can, like I Wayne can show DC. I can lick a way better boot. Yes. And... <laughs> I can fit the whole thing. I can get that shit in my throat. <laughs> and and then on top of that, they called John McCarthy. Just just he, just when you thought it couldn't be worse. Did you did you hear him say that he has a belt at home? I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck he meant by that. John McCarthy. Josh Thompson said? Josh so they were talking about how they get a ring with the belt and Josh Thompson was like, "Well, I'm not really jealous of like how they get the ring, you know. I got the belt at home." And Big John was like, "Yeah, but you still want the ring. Like I got a belt at home and I muted it immediately." I was like, "I don't I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't I don't like did they give him one? Did he steal one from Josh <laughs> Thompson? Is belt like is did Beltor give him like a best color commentator belt? Like what what does, I don't have anything to say about that besides what. Like, I, I can't process what the fuck he was talking about. Does Goldberg have a belt at home? <laughs> God, I hope not. He, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, if he did, he, he's sold it for cocaine money at this point. But Or maybe Bellator's giving him way too much money. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a chance. Like, But their finances are, are kind of weird. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, their finances are weird because they're paying guys like Goldberg way too much money for no reason. And, and also they have, like, Big John on the Yevlin fight that it's happening later in our chronology. But the thing about Big John is that he he wrote part of the rules, of the unified rules. So they it's somewhat interesting when they ask him about insight. And they ask him, yes. like, who's winning this fight, Big John? This one is anyone's fight. Like, 
Thank you, stupid idiot. <laughs> he also doesn't know how to separate, um, like, like Anik is very good, and I know he gets memed on it because of like the custody battle clip. Um, but generally speaking, he's very good at like finding the moments when you're meant to insert the personal interest stuff or like the facts about the fighter or like the the tidbits about, you know, their striking differential, shit like that, right? Yeah. Um, or if they have any UFC records or if they're, you know, top five in some sort of statistic. He's very good at finding the moments for those. And Big John is really fucking not. Um, and so he f- – and Goldberg feeds into him and so they end up podcasting, um, which everybody, if you've watched any Bellator, obviously you know that already. But that's really like the Big John problem <laughs> is yeah. that he's, he's doing a podcast. <laughs> and a, a pretty bad one as well like. yes yeah one that you wouldn't like <laughs> you wouldn't like rip it and just listen to it like even if you were like a fan of the Joe Rogan experience you would not listen to to Goldies no, and, no. and Big Joe's podcast no no way hell I mean so, it might, like it might make fine night like white noise to fall asleep to maybe if you're like not listening too hard put it on the other side of the room Maybe, uh, but even then, your, your dogs would complain about it more slightly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Jackson fought uh, the ghost of Ray Cooper, the third. Uh, they fought at a at one eighty five catch weight or one eighty three. I don't know. One eighty two. Okay, and <laughs> and obviously this is because Ray Cooper cannot bother to cut weight nowadays. Uh. But yeah, I mean, Jason Jackson looked fucking enormous next to him. Like, way bigger. And the, uh, against the guy that cannot make welterweight. I was going to say, I would love to see Jason Jackson just standing next to Jalen Turner. Because one of them is probably lying about their height, I think. A little bit. Uh, is Jason Jackson supposed to be shorter than him? He's six one. Okay. I- I- I'm pretty sure Turner is taller, but not by much. That's what I mean. Is so J- Jalen Turner, right? He's he's six three, is what he says. Yeah, it's probably um, six two. Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah I like obviously Jalen Turner's huge. Like his his whole thing is being fucking enormous, and I believe, especially like if you measure him in shoes, he's probably six three. I would just be curious to see them next to each other. And also because they both had dreadlocks, right? <laughs> it's. It, the important context here is that Fanyu and I love talking about fighters cheating their height. Um, in case anyone thinks that I'm being <laughs> racist right yeah. now, because yeah. I just see a tall guy with dreadlocks, and I'm like, I need to see them in the same room. <laughs> I got to bring out the calipers. That's not what's happening. That we might get into that later. Who knows? But right now, what's happening is I'm curious about their heights, and that's it. It's a purely academic venture. Thank you very much, Fanyu. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Ray Cooper looked like five foot six out there and showy. And Jason Jackson looked amazing. Uh, apparently, I, I've, I've been saying this. Every time I talk about Jason Jackson, I talk about how people used to say he was boring. <laughs> and I still haven't watched his old fights, but he's so fucking cool right now. I'm all for Jason Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he beat uh, Amazov. I yeah, about that. beat the shit out of him too. <laughs> yeah, it was great, especially because people were saying that Amazon was like 
the best welterweight in the world. So, yeah, I, I'm very, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to a lot of the Bellator has like the best or one of the top five guys in some of the weight classes. Like for a while, they had a pretty good welterweight class. Yeah, but they have. I don't think they've ever had the best welterweight in the world, and I don't think they've ever really had claim to it. Um, no, that's no, let's like even it. when they had, they had a lot of good guys in there. It was a lot of like. Yeah, some of these guys are probably like top fifteen. It was never, and and it got like hyper demonstrated when they got guys that were clearly like not the best in the world, like John Fitch, Rory McDonald, and MVP. They started yeah. like beating everyone in their division. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the The Romax stuff was pretty tough, and then he. God told him not to hurt people, and he kept on fighting for, like, three fights after that. And he fought both anyway. for PFL and Bellator. Yes, yes, he did. And he went to a draw with, what, like, 2022 John Fitch? Did he fight Joe Fitch under both PFL and Bellator? Or, or I'm imagining that. That would be very funny, but I... No, I think not. Think I so. think it was, it was just PFL. Joe no, it was Bellator. It yeah, was I mean, I mean, it was better. Yeah, John Fitch also fought for both PFL and Bellator. Um, the co-main event was like the only like actually competitive fight. It was Johnny Evelyn against Impact Asanganai, who won the the two five tournament on uh, the PFL, and it was like a cool fight, but neither looked like amazing. Uh, Evelyn was very resourceful and tough, but Impa was beating the shit out of him on the feet, and Evelyn was not doing much damage either on the feet and on the floor. So it was like I did not agree with the decision, but it's whatever. It was not okay. I was gonna ask you about that because that was the main thing that I I I wasn't able to catch that. I saw like spurts of it, Um, but the main thing I heard was people not liking the decision. I thought Impa won like one and two, like pretty clear in my opinion, and then even the third was like arguable for for him because he was winning on the feet he got taken down uh evelyn took the back had a close uh rear naked choke attempt i think and then impa started landing elbows with evelyn on his back so i thought he did more damage on every round to be honest but it was whatever um yeah evelyn got super hurt on the second round and Impa was doing well defending takedowns, and then he got like stupid brain and got taken down. <laughs> so, and the main event was Ryan Bader doing what Ryan Bader does, and what does Ryan Bader do when he fights a huge guy, Sandro? He he shits his pants and it runs <laughs> down his leg. <laughs> he steps in it and he slips and falls over. It's amazing, like. I don't know. It, it's a lot of the time people will say like, oh, he like, you know, the bright, the lights are too bright. And that's usually very lazy analysis. There's usually there's usually like good reasons for for when people do things. But it's kind of like the Anthony Rumble thing where like Ryan Bader sees a guy that's like bigger than him. And he's like, oh, fuck, am I the am I the nail? And then he like makes himself be the nail. And it happens every time he turns um, into the shape of a nail. <laughs> yes. And he begs them to hammer him it's tough <laughs> it was a cool like, like it was a good finishing sequence I, I mean you know it's like 
Except for so, the like uh, hammer fist to the mm. to the stem. He like he like smacked him in the ass once, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I always like when that stuff happens in finishing sequences. Um, yeah, I mean that's like, listen, you're gonna beat Ryan Bader. That's how you do it. Um, I mean, to his credit, Fajera is like <laughs> six five eight and have abs. So yeah, I no, he's enormous. How um, much did he wait? He does he wait on the limit? Yeah, he does. It's uh, <laughs> fucking huge. He probably yeah, got probably. a little bit of weight, so it's a big ass dude. And Bader, the thing with Bader at heavyweight is that he doesn't even get like fat. He just fights like at his like heavyweight size, but a little bit pottier. I just remember that the winner of this fights in Ghana. Let's <laughs> just thinking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Funny. Uh, 280 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. God. And kind of that defended takedowns from Stephen Miyoshi. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that Bader is not a better wrestler than Miyoshi, but you know that's on his mind the whole time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, you know. You know Bader dreams, and he sees Nganu stuffing takedowns from Curtis Blades and Stephen Miyoshi. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He sees that, like, eye stoppage TKO, and he just freaks out. He's like, man. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> PFL versus Bellator was as big and as great as you would expect from a card that features PFL and Bellator. And with that, I mean it was neither of those things. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Coker, the cock stroker. <laughs> what a beast. And also, like, the same day, the UFC just put on a super half-assed card, to be honest. They, they were like, okay, this is a Mexico yet every Mexican that is available. I don't care if they're good, if they're bad, if they're relevant to any division. And it was still a better card, I think. <laughs> oh, PFL versus yes. Bellator. No, I like it. And the other thing is, like, it, it's unfortunate, but we're going to get the... And I mean, caring about, like, streaming numbers or whatever is so stupid, but we're going to get the numbers at some point, and it's going to... It will have done, like, three times. Actually, way <laughs> more than that, because I forgot the, the PFL tour was a uh, pay-per-view. Okay, yeah. It's getting blown out of the water. Yes. Uh, so this was in Ciudad de Mexico, so this was a pretty high altitude, so everyone was getting tired, even the flyweights. Uh, the first bout of the night was Mohamed Naimov, who famous for, for robbing and cheating his way out to a fraudulent win against uh, <laughs> Nate Wood in his last one, and he fought Eric Silva who is, like, some Venezuelan guy from Contender Series. And what happened in this fight? Uh, nothing. He had, like, a weird spinning back kick uh, that, like, didn't land, but Silva broke his ankle or something? Or, like, fucked up his got leg? It, got it trapped in the, in the sea. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> the, the same shit that happened to Ellenberger, I guess, Master I was just gonna, I was, was literally thinking that, yeah. He was dead. <laughs> Damn. That's funny. <laughs> so so Naimo is a complete fraud. That's all you need to know. 
Um, That's so sick. His last promotion before the UFC was Tough Enough. Love that shit. Tough Enough has been going at it for like 20 years. and Yeah, event 131. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, second fight of the night was Felipe Dos Santos, who some of you might remember because he took on Manel Cap on short notice and looked great. And he fought Victor Altamirano, a complete freak, Altamirano. <laughs> also, uh, it sucks, I think. I think his, like he just is not good and has a style that like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. But he like maybe... wants to be like a dexterous kicker. He like clearly that's what he wants to be doing. Like the stance he's got and like the way that he's setting himself up and then he just like doesn't kick that much and is very easily dissuaded from his like weird kicking game. Uh, he also um, bo- he also boxes to the body but has no paths to that point. To get there yeah and like he was playing top control for like the first round of this fight but has no system there at all no he, he has just good was like, downs, though but... yeah he was like i can get there i don't know what to do but i can get there <laughs> and felipe dos santos for his part also looked trash in this one <laughs> yes well so like the thing is i was talking um with Simon about Felipe and he's like he's super raw and I don't think he knows what he wants to do um like he has the tools to be like a pressure swarmer I think that's where like everything like he's he's really cool in the clinch um he's got like great instincts for elbows and stuff um and like some punches in like uh close-up exchanges um he's like a pretty good like forward like kicker moving forward which is not a thing that a lot of like a lot of people are really you know most people if they're like okay kickers they're just good in like open space neutral space he's like pretty decent moving forward um but like what he really seems to want to do is like wait for people to close distance on him and hit them with like a machida reverse punch um (laughs) but his like sense of distance is like not good (laughs) so he's just like really bad at that so he just kind of like sits there for long periods of time and then he gets someone against the cage and suddenly he's fucking awesome but he like doesn't push that at all and his punching mechanics are like really bad when he's moving forward which is really weird when your kicking mechanics are good moving yeah it's very one of those is way one of those is way harder to do and he's good at that and really bad at the one that's easy to do i don't like but whatever um the yeah. uh, the audience was very mad about this decision. Oh, dude, they were. And this happened a couple times on this card. Multiple Brazilians were like, I think I sent this to you after the second time it happened. But multiple Brazilians were like, thank you, Mexico. I fucking love this place. You guys are awesome. And the crowd <laughs> would just like boo them through the entire thing. One of them even said like, viva Mexico. And the crowd was like, fuck you. <laughs> so brutal, man. It's weird, the scoring in this fight, because I think, yeah, Altamirano, for sure, you should not score the wrestling, because he didn't do shit with it. Right. Uh, 90% of the time. But I'll, but the striking was pretty close. Like, Dos Santos was not connecting super clean to the head most of the time. And yeah. Altamirano was sneaking body shots very often, so... I would say both of their best offense, like, a lot of... Most of Felipe's best offense outside of... There was, like, a big right hand... Um, at the start of round three, but outside of that, um, most of their, uh, most of his best offense was like stuff on clinch breaks. Um, yeah, and the, like the, the... catching him circling out on the fence, stuff like that. 
And Altamirano, um, the only thing that hurt uh, Dos Santos throughout the fight was like uh, knees in the clinch. And he was yes. getting like super easy to the clinch. And instead of kneeing Dos Santos, he was looking for the takedowns and doing nothing with them. Yes. Uh, and he was like mad about the decision too, which is like, I mean, I get like if it was like 2011, sure, you get to be mad about this decision. But uh, wake up, buddy. Yeah, I th- but it's it's funny because the 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 judges did like the walks thing of like not giving him points for the takedowns, but also did like the the 2011 thing of not doing not giving him points for the body work. The body shots. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're listening. But, we're I mean, some progress. It was a mess of a fight, so a winner either fight is fine, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think also, 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 I think this this Dos Santos. I don't know who who talked about this, but I read this once on Twitter, and it stuck with me. Or maybe it was like Jack Slack, but it's like you never should get your hopes super high about a fighter in a losing performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you should. And I and I, I apply this when I'm scouting f- uh, fighters. It's like especially short notice. Yeah, when I want to see a guy like, when I want to know what he wants to do and what uh, what he's good at, I watch fights that he won, that the guy won. Like, like a lot of fighters get to look good losing, <laughs> and that doesn't mean you're going to win. And, and that applies to the next fight because uh, Ronaldo Rodriguez fought Dennis Bondar. And Bondar has looked like good in all of his UFC fights at spots. But he cannot win fights, man. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks at winning. <laughs> it's like... He's like, Bonda- he's like very good at the snap kicks, though. Those, like, they, it, all the stuff he does, he like it looks cool. It uh, looks yeah, like he, he looks... should be able to, like, score consistently with it, and he just doesn't. No, he also has, like, uh, head-body combinations with the boxing, yep. where he gets closing, and, uh, and the punches l- look, like, mechanic- mechanically clean. Crisp and tight, yeah. Uh, fast, powerful, and then he just doesn't win at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a couple times where he would, like, go with, like, a, a, like a long lead hook to the body. Um, yeah, like, he, and... Also, like we said, he has a very nice, like, lanky guy physique. Um, but he's just, like, not... Um, he's, like, not good. Um, <laughs> um, I think one of the things I said was... Um, I noted was that, like, um, there were multiple times where Rodriguez could just... I think he was, like, he was kicking into punches. And every time he did that, he would just, like, win the exchange. Um, or wait, am I mixing him up with somebody? Um, I am. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyway, Rodriguez could like put stuff together and, and, and win exchanges, but Bondar would just like, uh, switch things up a little bit with stuff that isn't really a, a, a a threat and could get Rodriguez to back away, um, for like a little bit, but yeah, Bondar doesn't know how to actually translate that into a win. Yeah, I, and Rodriguez is, like, the opposite. Like, he's not great, but he knows what he does well, and he does stuff eventually. He he started, like, super slow, uh, but then he was putting his, his hands together, and this it was like, oh, yeah, Bondar is fucked. Like, he's reacting <laughs> super bad to, the, to this guy punching him. 
I also forgot he tapped with one second left in the round, which is brutal. Yeah, that, that's like, you know you're bad at winning when you do that. Yes, yeah. That's especially, move. especially because it was not like an R-bar or an E-bar. Right, right, like, right. Like, it's like, just risk going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> why just why are you out, not... Man. Just throw the dice. If you go to sleep and they stop the fight anyway, it's, it's the exact same result. Yeah, right. Except people call you a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nap, tap, or snap, baby. Oh my god, such a bad decision. Uh, after that, Fares Siam uh, tried to cosplay as Dan Hooker against Claudio Puelles and was not very <laughs> successful, but still won the fight. He was also, like, weirdly not urgent a lot of the time when he got taken down, at least early, which I thought was strange considering how shit he is on bottom. Yeah. Um, like, the the only thing he would, would do was, like, try to elevate players or try to get to the cage, and when that, like, didn't work, he just didn't, he, like, didn't have anything active to do besides throw elbows. He was just waiting on a, a fuck-up from Puez, um, which makes it kind of crazy to not be urgent when you instantly get to, you know, if you don't have like a system where you can get up without a fuck up from your opponent. Yeah. It, it should be, you should be like really worried about getting up as fast as possible. Cause that's usually your best window. Apoya seemed to change some things up here. Uh, he was a bit more aggressive on the feet, but mostly uh, showing some decent wrestling on this one. Uh, but he was using the wrestling to get on top and still go for like, crazy transitions into submissions instead of <laughs> just like settling for top position and it was during those moments that that CM was escaping mostly and, and it's so funny because my my first experience with Puelles I saw him fight live he was in the opener fight when the UFC came to here to Chile he fought Felipe Silva and Felipe Silva was beating the ever-living shit out of Puelles like <laughs> incredible like he was killing him. And Puelles pulled off an Ivar out of his ass in the third round. It was great because um, uh, Chile is, like, very anti-Peru. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, the people that were earlier in, in the arena, were, uh, I thought, like, were, like, actual, like, fight fans and more educated people, I'm guessing. So we were all cheering, like, super hard for Puelles at that moment. So, so he showed a lot of heart there. And now in these last two performances, it seems like Poyes is breaking if he's not getting to the legs. Like he's just having such a miserable time inside the cage. He did look like he was having a shit time the whole t- like like. I feel like it was probably worse to be Ziam 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 in Ziam. this fight. <laughs> like he he had more overall time spent doing a thing he clearly fucking hates um yeah. but boy is just like if he can't get you if he can't finish you uh and he has to like do stuff for multiple rounds <laughs> he's like i just don't want to do this <laughs> it was not a very good fight just because siam i mean boy has showed some decent wrestling but siam was still fucking up here and there uh yeah the siam did have few little cool things on the feet but he didn't get to do much uh what won the, f- the fight for cn is that a few times that he got reversed us and stay on top position he landed nasty ground and pound he was trying mm. to kill Poyas, and Poyas was not trying to do that from top so 
uh, in in a very funny outcome that everyone saw coming, Edgar Shires submitted Daniel Lacerda, who is the owner of the longest losing streak in UFC history. I'm guessing. I forgot about that. Yeah, what is he? He's like five. He's like oh five and one, right? Yeah, exactly. Jesus, that. that's brutal, man. Oh, oh it is. The, the the one is the no contest against Chires where <laughs> where he was getting he was getting tapped anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was getting fucking owned in that fight. Uh, he tapped one of the fastest tap to a triangle I ever seen. Uh, Chires put on the triangle. He tapped immediately. It was crazy. And he was not even trying to shit because he could have tapped on the other side to make like a Brazilian tap, but he tapped to the ref side. <laughs> <laughs> was it also, it was Lacerda that took Chatters down too, right? And Chatters then got... Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was weird because Lacerda did like not, wasn't doing anything. He just like could no, take he... him down and then got tapped instantly. <laughs> uh, Lacerda usually starts like super hot. And I think maybe he was concerned about the altitude or whatever, but he mm. was not doing anything. And Chiros was looking like mad fast and powerful on the feet. Uh, he also missed weight for like 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Missing but Lacerda, five at flyweight is so funny. <laughs> Lacerda, Lacerda also missed weight. Yeah, Chiros, Chiros would be completely fine at 135. Like... Like, I don't know what he's trying to do at 125. It's fucking <laughs> huge. Uh, talking about flyweights that actually made weight, I think. Uh, Jesus Aguilar fought Mateus Mendonca. And this fight was a fucking mess. <laughs> like, the worst part of flyweights, like the sloppy uh, scrambles one after the other. And at the end of the fight, Aguilar didn't think he won the fight. Uh, what did you think about this one? Um, to be, you know what's weird? Um, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. For a second, I like couldn't remember this fight. Like, like I was looking at my notes, and I was like, I don't remember any of this shit. Um, yeah, I think one of the things I noticed for uh, men, men, Mendo, Jesus Mendonca. Christ, Mendonca, um, <laughs> is that like um, he spent a lot of time in like mount um or uh, full guard and he like didn't seem like he wanted to be there but he also didn't like he knew it was a good place to be and then as soon as he got to um Aguilar's back you were like oh oh I see why he keeps going for takedowns um because as soon as he did that he started to you were like okay I see what he wants to do <laughs> um yeah besides that I don't know if I um there's yeah, like a big were... left hook in the in the second round. Oh yeah, and and Aguilar was also like tagged pretty bad by a jab in that same exchange. Yes. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh yeah, neither neither guy looked great here. Aguilar is like a fucking tank, but I, I'm not sure what he wants to do. I'm guessing he's like a wrestler, but He was but like he's... his first layer takedown defense for Aguilar is like not great. No, pretty bad, yeah. Um, cool front kicks, though. <laughs> yeah, and he throws hit at least. 
Mendoza looked like he didn't want to strike at all. And it was mm-hmm. weird because he looks kind of crisp when he's throwing strikes. I, I did write that, that down for round three. That I was like, Mendoza's kind of cool on the feet. I'm not sure like he, why he really... His defense isn't great. Um, but... Um, like he has ideas, uh, and he like he wasn't losing super bad on the feet at all. No, it was a weird fight. Uh, talking about weird fights, Jaoni Barcelos fought Christian Quinones, who might just be the like the worst one thirty five in the roster, and he still had like the worst time ever winning this fight. <laughs> It was cool. There, like a lot of fun stuff happened. Like round two was was bananas. Um, they they had like a, that sequence where they rocked each other, um, basically yeah. in the same exchange. Um, uh, Ryoni, it should be mentioned, uh, did a did a whole bunch of uh, cage grabbing. So you know, as much as his decline makes the uh, the Aldo comparisons. <laughs> Less fun to do. Uh, he does have that in common with uh, Jose. Oh my god. And Ahoni looks so much better than Quinones. And Quinones then just started doing stuff. Yes. And he was fucking Ahoni up. And, and the, the weird thing is, it was in every phase. Like, Quinones randomly yes. decided to wrestle on the first round. And he was having so much success. It was working perfectly. I will say. One of those things, like, one of the things I, like, I don't really care that much about mechanics, um, you know, as long as, like, your striking game makes sense for the mechanics you have. Like, who's that bantamweight? Is it Davy Grant that throws, like, the worst hooks you've ever seen? And they lose him in some exchanges, but they also win him exchanges because guys are not expecting him to have the kind of, like, reach he has with them. Yeah. Um, How many, like, his mechanics are... Like, I always think Ryan is way exaggerating, and then I watch him fight, and I'm like, okay, no, I get it. Because there is a, there's like a, there's a one-two that, like, hurt Kinyonis, but I was like, I don't even know what I wrote it down. I was like, it was like halfway between, a, like, a right straight and, like, a hook. It, like, hit him with the side of his fist. Like, I don't... He, he, like, extends his right hand in one direction, and then bows, like, on the inside. <laughs> it's, like, super Yeah, weird. it's so uh, weird. It's like, I, I get why, because he... It's like it sneaks great uh, in between the guard, like all the time. But it's like that's not like textbook. I feel like he's like, so. he's got to be breaking his hands all the fucking time, especially like I don't know how annoying is that. I bet it's super annoying to spar with him. Actually, <laughs> thinking about it now, you're just getting hit by like weird parts of the glove. Yeah, <laughs> like getting like scratches from the belt. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone's like, no, I'm sorry, man. You cannot use your Velcro gloves. You got to get the, the tie-up ones. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is the I, this is the one that I was, I was mixing up with the other fight. But the uh, Quinones also has, like, uh, he's got a cool setup. I forget if – I think it was his lead leg. And he can do, like, a, a, a low calf kick, um, kind of like a step-up inside low kick or a head kick. And they all look pretty similar. Yeah. And he, like, very clearly tricked Hione with that in the second round and then did not do it again and had not done it previously. Literally, he did it. He did the high kick, low kick, and then he got Hione by doing the low kick, high kick, and then didn't do it at all ever again. I was like, I just think it's weird when people have, like, a tool that they've clearly thought about because, like, that's what he was doing. You saw him. It was, like, one exchange in between, and he, like, tried it, you know, 
you know, high kick, low kick, another exchange, and then low kick, high kick, and it worked. And he just never went back to that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, you would expect like to do that again and just right. Do it. it just seems like the kind of thing that you find in sparring, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be something I do. And then end of the second round, uh, both guys look tired, but Howdy looks like way shakier. Like mm-hmm. it looks like it's going downhill, and then the third round begins. How he just takes him down and submits him. <laughs> it was literally one of the like the most. It was like a. This is mean to say, but it was it was almost like a like a Cyril gone finish where you're like you could have just done this whenever, like literally <laughs> whenever. There's no reason to have this like blood and guts insane war with one of the worst bantamweights on the roster. Like you could have just. He did. He took him down in I I, I should say a, quite a dynamic fashion. Uh, at the end of round two, and he like he just could have always done that, and just won. Yeah, I, I think all, uh, another thing is like the decisions from Howie are kind of weird, mm-hmm. like, and it's this is very common with old fighters, like for example, uh, Barcelos when he was younger, uh, he would shoot for a lot of takedowns. If he was denied, he has like would change wrestling. He would try his shit, got denied. He would disengage, but he was like hanging on takedowns over and over again, and you knew that was getting him tired. And this is super common amongst like old fighters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just get, they just get ideas in their head, and they just cannot let them go. So or they like was... they lose in 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 a in a phase that they know that they should win at, and they spend the rest of the fight yeah. like trying, trying to prove to... that they should win that. Yeah, trying to find the success there, like. One takedown to feel good going home about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, main card opened with Manuel Torres versus Chris Duncan. Uh, Torres, it's like an insane athlete somehow. <laughs> yes. And just like strong the shit out of Duncan, who, to his credit, has always looked like pretty physically strong. Mm-hmm. And he like yeah he just like shoved him against the fence that was very strange. Yeah, and then he I mean for Torres credit he was doing like he was circling with his feet he was doing the right thing, but you could tell like that body lock looks fucking strong as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he got like the Rihanna choke like super quick. Yeah, it was, and and he got I'm I'm watching it back now. Um, realizing he got that by uh, dropping on a really ill advised guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> okay no never mind he gets up but yeah he gets on the next one i think oh yeah it's like a weird fucking like a body lock trip yeah <laughs> with his neck in it <laughs> yeah so torres uh, and before that torres before this fight uh, torres got like a crazy elbow knockout so People are getting expectations. I wouldn't be so sure. Like, there's no process to what Torres does. He's like, vibes. But he seems to have, like, at least the skills to vibe and the power to vibe. So let let my guy vibe. Jasmine Jauregui fought Sam Hughes. And honestly, this one was one of the best fights of the night. This is, like, pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Jauregui looked very solid here. Uh, not only she looked quick and with like good mechanics and stuff, but 
she was like putting good combinations together that made sense. Uh, she was not allowing, allowing Sam Hughes to do the few things that were working. Um, but also Sam Hughes, I think, could have done more of the stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah, especially was, if, um, oh, sorry, like the double jabs from uh, yes, open, that's from open stances. Say. Yeah. She was even like gigs. she even triple jabbed in one time and and got um, Jarega, Jarega, whatever. Jaregi, I think. <laughs> Jaregi, okay. And and also during the clinches, like yeah, Jaregi was like outdoing her with the footwork and that kind of shit. But Huge was landing shots, and to me, it looked like Jaregi was worse uh, at taking shots than Huge was. Jaurigi was landing with like way more power and yes. Huge was not looking super concerned. But the few times that Sam Huge put on some like decent connections, Jaurigi looked kind of shaky to me. She would always like circle out. Um, yeah, he was like, to... oh, okay, no, 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 no more exchanges, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was the fact that Jaurigi was like always working in combinations. She could like put two combinations. Like it was never like a super layered response to specifically what Hughes was doing, but it was like a, you know, a longer combination to where yeah, Sam Hughes was. Um, so she was like in a good position to land. And even if she got hit, she would end up hitting Sam Hughes a lot more. And like you said, she was a little bit, she seemed to like have a better idea of what she wanted to do in the clinch. Like Hughes got a, I think did Hughes get a couple of knees in the clinch or am I making that up? Um, I think I made my. I think I think, I think she did land some knees in the clinch. Oh yeah, we talked about yeah, this yeah. during the fight. Hugh, so like, Jauregui was like throwing the was it the open side body kick um like a lot consistently, and she was like I think she was using it like a decent hurting tool, um not consistently, but it like was there, um, but Hughes had a body kick that was like way more natural looking and like. Landed and, like, pretty solid. Landed super on... well, yeah. Jarega did not do anything to dissuade it, and Sam Hughes threw it what twice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe in weird. the whole fight. Very, very weird. Uh, the cardio for from both girls to her mm. credit, to their credit looked very good because they yeah. fought at an insane pace and they keep they kept it on the third round. Oh, there was but also yeah. that um, uh, Jarega had the the double right hook or was it a left hook? That was pretty neat. Oh yeah, the the lever who, punching her TJ yeah, Dillashaw impression. The TJ Dillashaw impression. <laughs> she did a yeah. Frankie Edgar impression and a TJ Dillashaw impression. She might is she the new quote? And she just needs the new footwork, to be honest. Yeah, she needs. She has like she has the tools to be like a decent pressure fighter. Like she has the the round strikes, um, and she has the ideas to herd people into the round strikes, round strikes, but not the footwork to, to get it there consistently. Yeah, I think she could, like, pressure. She's, like, super super sold on this idea of fighting in neutral space and resetting and operating mm-hmm. like that. But I think she could put more of a pace on, on fighters. Uh, Francisco Prado for Daniel Hoover. Um, Prado looked sick on the first round, but mostly it was because so cool. <laughs> yeah, but mostly because Hoover was not jabbing despite being like eight feet tall, nine feet tall. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Why is Lightweight so full of these lanky fucks? <laughs> I think it's like the sweet spot where you can be like real person tall. Um, and so your game doesn't like just fall apart when you fight a welterweight. Um, cause if you're like, I don't know, like if you're, if you're really lanky for like flyweight or bantamweight, if you, if your gym has just a bunch of people that are like lightweight or welterweight sized, your game just like doesn't work in sparring at all. Yeah. Um, so you're like, well, fuck it. I may as well develop a game that like works on most of the people I can spar. But if you're like six, one and lanky, your lank game is going to work on like pretty much everybody at the gym besides the huge guys. Yeah, we have Slug Hoover. That would be my here. guess. We have Slug Hoover. We have Faresiam. We have Alvarez. We have Bahamondes. We have. We talked about uh, it earlier. We have Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner, the best one. <laughs> <laughs> we have Roosevelt Roberts. a little bit. Roosevelt Roberts, clearly not the best one. <laughs> oh, um, fucking, what's his name? He doesn't. James Vick. Yeah, James Vick was the, the OG lanky fuck. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, not super thin, like Pharisiam. No, yeah. Like, just fucking huge guy. Shout out James Vick for uh, looking like he would beat Justin Gaethje for about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for hurting Justin Gaethje with a body kick. Yeah, if, like, I was... I remember being very worried about Justin Gaethje in that fight. <laughs> Genuinely, I saw the first 10 seconds. I was like, fuck, he really is going to get stuck out at range. Do you and think he killed him. Do you think... Uh, you dislike James Peake, right? Sorry? Do, do you dislike James Peake? I'm blocked by him on Twitter. Okay. I, I can give you more reasons to dislike him. Well, yeah. You... I mean, obviously, because he, he trains with... Um, no, not for that. Just because he was on Victor Altamirano's corner. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he was one of his coaches. <laughs> but yeah, so Hoover then, so Hoover got his ass kicked on the first round. Francisco Prado was like sleeping side to side, going to the body, looking fantastic. And then Sir Hoover, um, Eric Nixick tells him like, "You got a jab." Yeah. <laughs> And then Hoover comes out jabbing on the second round, and he looks great. <laughs> it was weird, because he was doing the um, the thing that Al- Almiranto was doing, where he was, like, pumping the jab, but it wasn't... It was never connecting, he was never throwing it as a punch, and it didn't look like it was actually helping him get his range. Um, and so Prado I mean, could yeah. just duck under it and throw those really wide, like, loopy hooks to the body. And he... The other thing that Zaluber did in the second round was he got those knees going and that's another part of like like you can duck under the jab and hook to the body but if the knee is a consistent threat yeah you you can't you can't duck under and throw the wide hook because you'll just get your face fucked up by the knees um yeah so like prado has cool tools to use against a taller guy um and he has like some stuff like he can he can do like the low kicks a little bit if he gets stuck out at range, but he doesn't have any tools that help him if he gets stuck at range to stop being stuck yeah, at range. Yeah, he he couldn't compete at range. So I mean, he yeah, he, he had the like kicks as you said, but other than that he was like under footwork, I think. Uh Brown's mm-hmm. footwork was looking solid on the first round, but then once uh, Hoover got the jab going and he was pivoting around him, he was looking, he was making him look very clunky out there. Uh, so good for Sir Hoover to get like a, a win against an actual fighter and not 
80 years old, Lando Vanata. <laughs> Jesus. Prado also, like, only 21 years old, which is crazy. Yeah, He's so Hoover so 24 and Prado 21. And, Bananas. And Prado, I did a tape study for Prado because he fought, he debuted on a pay-per-view. And I was like, this guy is trash. I was like, this, <laughs> this guy is so bad. And and then he looked good on his fight and the pay-per-view. And he has been improving a lot. Which is malarkey? weird. Uh, no, no. He debuted against Malarkey and he did not look great there. But he looked alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malarkey fought like a kind of bad fight there. And then on his next one, he looked pretty good. Okay. Um... And he fights out of that crazy gym in Miami, the goat shed or whatever. Uh, have you Brothers heard about of that? Life MMA? No, no, no. It's called like the goat shed MMA what or the something. What fuck? It's no, like I haven't. Insane gym in Miami that <laughs> that has a lot of viral like clips of actual fights breaking out inside the gym. Oh, Jesus. He, yeah, the goat shed. Yeah. Also, he has, he's in the Brothers of Life gym. That's maybe, that. that's why he's improving. <laughs> <laughs> because the goat shed is like terrible. But Gillian Robertson trains out of the goat shed now. And so does Hector Lombard. So it's a... Show weather, baby. Also, uh, talking about the, the goat shed, uh, the owner of the gym, uh, Asim Saidi, has the, the next title on his topology page. He's not the the owner. He's not the head coach. He's the sensei big daddy splash. <laughs> Come on. Come, Come on, on. Dude. That's, that's too many stupid words. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> genuinely embarrassing. That sucks, man. You're, you're a 40-year-old man. <laughs> I don't trust that man near any women, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I was going to say any women under 30, but honestly, any women, actually. Any women at all, yeah. Yeah. So, co main event was Brian Ortega versus Jair Rodriguez. Jair Rodriguez hurt Ortega pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I think I think he kind of lost balance. It wasn't like an actual knockdown. I mean, you know what I mean. Like he got hurt, obviously. Yes. But but it wasn't like dropped to the ground with the punch. He was off but balance he, as well, and I think yeah. the the shock of seeing Brian Ortega legitimately hurt is is pretty crazy yeah yeah because he he has been looking invincible and he was hurt for a good while like it yes took him yeah. like two minutes to recover and jair after like trying to finish uh first he looked pretty bad like trying to hurt yeah him. you could tell his uh, game plan was to extend the exchanges um but yair just like kept throwing back which i don't think Ortega expected that plus like the power and hand speed is I think really what gave him trouble yeah uh, Ortega came with some similar ideas on the, of the first time of like just pressuring from southpaw and doubling up on sides uh, but but yes yeah, you said like Rodriguez has gotten throughout his career pretty good at just throwing back because he knows he's super fast and durable so it's on his best interest but then, I mean, do you think Jair gassed here? Um, I'm not sure. What I do know is, like, even when Ortega was, like, clearly wary of the power, like, he just wanted to, he kind of just wanted to get out of that first round. Um, 
like he was able to really chase Yair down with the jab. Um, and he could, if he could get him to the fence with that, um, that underhook, like that was just always going to happen. Um, I do think Yair gassed a little bit, but I, I don't think that's like why the fight went the way it did. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he, he looked more tired than other times, but he didn't look done. Like he was, he was conceding takedowns in the clinch because he was bad more than yes, because his footwork is bad and he's he's surprised when guys can get him to the fa- cage and the foot speed doesn't just bail him out. Um, and guys aren't just like terrified of the like getting slammed by a kick or a knee or the hands. Um, and, and and also like Jair is like very used to being like this lanky fog inside the clinch. Right. And Ortega is like super long arms and that gives him like good levers to deal with that shit from Jair. And then on the ground, Ortega looked very solid from top, especially with the ground and pound. He was landing mm-hmm. some sweet elbows using wrist control and, and posting and folding his elbows. It was like cool stuff. Uh, Jair was having a terrible time and... Jay had his like triangle attempt. Uh, by the way, Ortega, when he was being introduced by Bruce Buffer, oh my he was gosh. like jumping. And he 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 kind of fucked up one of his ankles. I actually missed that live. I I was I so they, they played a replay of it in like the first twenty seconds of the fight, and I had to rewind to to like see it in full. But you know what they say when the eagle gets old. The little eagle soars again. Um, So yeah, yeah, it was a great win for Ortega, actually. (laughs) Like not that Jair looked good, but but getting back from like all the injuries and inactivity and all the shit, and like not being able to just rely on tanking shots, um, like having to figure out a a way to back Jair up that wasn't just I can you know, take the exchanges, and as long as Yair is exchanging, he's not moving in a way that keeps him off the fence. Um, and Yair has been, like, not... very hard to to finish, so... Yes. Ortega keeps being one of the best finishers in the sport, even if he's not, like, great right now. There's a um, point where uh, he also shoves Yair by the neck into the cage. Uh, yeah, he's, like, of... nasty. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that. And the main event was Brandon Royval versus Brandon Moreno, and this was trash. Yucky. It was, it was so stinky. bad. I, I was I was mad about this fight because I don't want either of these guys to get a title shot because Pantoja is 5-0 and against these dudes. <laughs> Which he reminded us very kindly. Yeah. But but despite that, I was expecting this to be a good fight, like... I was like, yeah, I don't agree with this. This is bullshit, but right. it's going to be good action, right? Wrong. It no. Fucked. It fucking sucked. It sucked ass. It was so bad. Like, Moreno was, like, just circling on the outside looking for the ugliest right hand that we've Neither seen Neither of them adjusted since. to, like, the stuff that the other person was doing, really. It was very strange. Yeah. And Royval was pressuring, but not, like, committing to anything much. Uh, he was jabbing a lot, and I don't remember, like, 
I remember maybe like four good jabs that he landed on Moreno. Yeah. And then Moreno would like, he could basically the, the, the shot fake into the overhand landed basically every time. Um, but also Moreno would like let Royval back him up. If he like landed one thing, Moreno would just put the guard up and start working backwards and I never saw him stand his ground during this. So Roy Val, no, the weird. one time Royval committed to like working against that guard, he just like hit like a wombo combo on him, and none of it looked particularly damaging. But the like Moreno's body language was not great, and he just like let himself get backed up into the cage. It was very strange. It was very very weird. Also, Royval, we've seen him like. He's not a power puncher, but he can commit to punches. He can poop yes. some spot. Uh, he was looking like not very enthusiastic here. <laughs> no. He uh, was like he tried very to... tall throughout exchanges too, which let him get yeah. like, hit, hit by that low kick constantly. And he was trying to put some pepper on the uppercut, I guess, but he was not having much success with it. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the second round, a round in which Royval got hurt, I think, by Moreno earlier... Um, he started hurting Moreno with body shots, especially like the left kick. Yes, and then he did not use that again. Like he, and he, the, he could like consist like I. I guess the only thing is like Moreno when he could catch the kick, he did get basically free offense off of that um, throughout the fight, but. Especially like that front snap kick would land consistently, and Moreno just didn't have anything to do about that. Also, Royval could land the knee at, from range because he's so long and he was standing super tall. And Moreno also like hunched, and he was not using it either. I was gonna say, yeah, he. I was yeah in this he especially like the 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 style that Moreno has, um, but yeah, he didn't land it once. He threw it, I would say, like at least twice around, and it just like it just never, never happened for him. <laughs> also, Moreno got double legged by Brandon Royval. <laughs> um, they also have like it seemed like they both did like um, I don't know how to put this, but like the wrong kind of sparring before this fight. The kind where, like, you try something out, and then you're like, okay, you go. And then, like, your opponent tries something out. Like, they, um, I don't know. It was just, it was very weird. Um, they would have, like, fake, it was kind of like, um, like what I said about, um, what's her face? Jeregi, where she would have, like, fake deep exchanges, where, like, they were throwing in longer combinations, and that would sometimes give them success, but it was never, like, Especially with Roy Val, it was never like a reaction to what Moreno was doing. It was just putting a bunch of stuff together. And Moreno never was doing like a deeper exchange. He was always looking for single shots, which is bizarre given how he's won fights previously. Also, Moreno did not try to use his jab at all. No. And like, and like Moreno's That's jab is kind of overrated, but it's actually good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he did not do shit. Also, did he um, try takedowns? <laughs> he yeah, didn't try shit, but he was... Actually. He would, like... Because of the way Royval would stand in, like, pocket exchanges or scrambles, he could always convert that into some offense. 
Um, Royval was like completely unable to stop scrambles from happening and unable to stop Moreno turning that into like offense. But it was like it wasn't. It was just weird to see Royval never adjust to that like constantly. I guess it's not weird because that is something that Royval does. Is he rely? He knows usually he's the quicker guy. Usually he's like his length can get him out of that. I guess. Um, so Moreno was doing a good job exploiting that. Um, yeah, I think I think both guys are trying to make some adjustments after losing the title, and they are not mm. the right adjustments. Actually, if anything, this fight made me, uh, as a Pantoja fan, made me a lot less worried about either guy rematching him. Feels yeah. like both guys would lo- just lose again. Like, nothing that Royval did in this fight concerns me against Pantoja. It didn't seem like that. Yeah, this doesn't didn't look like a fighter that could, like, snowball and really build against a guy that historically, like, gasses but can hang tough. Um, like, a, you, you, there's a very big world there's a a big shot for a guy like Roy Val against a dude like that like you know I think it's a little overstated how much Pantoja actually fades like he starts fighting tired but he's very good at it um but if you're like a a cardio monster and you build um you can still be tough for those guys uh but I don't think this is this Roy Val can do that and also and also Roy Val was like pressuring in this fight but every time Moreno did anything, he was backing him up. Mm-hmm. So if like Royval goes with the idea of like pressuring Pantoja, Pantoja is just going to be like twice as aggressive as he yes. is. <laughs> and he's going to he's going to back him up anyway because he doesn't he doesn't fear anything. Yeah, much less and... much less a guy that he already beat twice. <laughs> yeah, if Moreno wasn't stepping in with the overhand, he was basically never standing his ground against what Royval was doing, uh, and that's. Not how Pantoja fights. <laughs> and Royval was still like taking like five steps back <laughs> when mm-hmm. Moreno threw the overhand. So he didn't have tools to keep keep the pressure against someone not willing to be pressured. So I mean that was the event. Um, which were the fun fights? I thought Ortega versus Rodriguez was fine, even if it mm-hmm. was a mess. Uh, so Hoover versus Prado may be the best fight. Um, got a bit too one-sided at the end, but it was yeah. okay. Rounds one and two, great. Uh, Jauregui versus Huge was fun. Uh, the finishes, I guess. Yeah. Barcelos then, uh, versus Quinones was like fun. If you're not attached yeah. to Barcelos, that's a yeah. good fight. If you don't care about him being good and the fact that he could have done the finish whenever doesn't annoy you, uh, then that fight rocks, I think. Rodriguez versus Bondar was fine. Yeah. Too. And I think uh, I think uh, Altamirano versus Dos Santos has like cool moments, but if you're like looking at them as prospects, you're gonna get really annoyed really fast. Yeah, uh, stay the stay the hell away from Aguilar versus Mendonça. <laughs> yeah, that all kind of sucked. And the main event was trash. Like I know you guys are. If you if any of you didn't watch it, you're still going to watch it. It is that bad. Like, yeah, if you're spending also if you're spending your time like discussing the scoring, I it's a big who cares. I think. Um, yeah, it was too bad to care. Like. Yep. From spend both your energy, fighters. Spend your energy caring about the scoring of good fights. Yeah. Instead. Like um, like when uh. Hold on. Let me Google this for a joke that isn't going to be funny to anybody except me. And me. Um, 
like uh, Valentino Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche. That's, when Liz Carmouche technically threw more strikes and therefore clearly won. That's that that kind of performances when your whole game plan is expecting the judges are bad. It yes. makes me so it makes me so mad. <laughs> oh my god. Let's talk about some fight announcements. Um we have very few actually. Uh Tabata Rishi is fighting Tisha Torres and it's interesting because both girls are tanks. Uh, I don't have much to say other than that. Uh, uh, Richie, Richie will f- look to grapple Tisha, and Tisha has been very hard to grapple. So, Tisha Torres has less than this will be her twentieth pro fight. That's crazy. She's been around forever. Yeah, she's been in the UFC forever, but she doesn't fight very often at all. <laughs> she felt kind of active at one moment, right? Yeah, and I guess like three of her fights are tough, tough fights. Um. But and yeah, she has no. had some bad luck with scoring too. That's true. Yeah. Her fight with with Jiang Wei Li was actually pretty close. <laughs> honestly, I think, honestly, I don't remember that. I think it would be still be close, most likely. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's again, the thing like... with Tisha Torres is she can make a close fight about with basically anybody besides Yuan. <laughs> <laughs> she did get going a little bit on the third round. Right? No? I don't remember, actually. I should rewatch that one. Yeah, it's been a long time for me. Uh, Luana Pinheiro is fighting Angela Hill, and the matchmaking against Hill is, is so bad. <laughs> I mean, I understand she has lost some key fights, but she, they're like just throwing every prospect at her. <laughs> I think they just know that the fight's going to rule. Um, yeah, the fights are always great. <laughs> yeah, and so they're just like, well, they when they when they're not sure how to book a newcomer or someone who looks like they might be exciting, they're just like, well, should probably have a Let's... good fight with Angela Hill. Yeah, yeah, it's probably that. So if it is that, I support it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one should be fun. Uh, Pinero is aggressive, uh, has a ground game, and Angela still looks. Great, even though she's like 38, I think. Probably. That feels like low. I was, yeah. She's probably on like, how old is she? Let's take a look. She is 39. And she looked great on her last fight, so. What else we have? Jared Gooden is fighting Kevin Jusset. And I like Jared Gooden. I don't even know why. (laughs) It's so funny that you like Jared Gooden. He hits so hard, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's no excuse because there's a lot of guys that hit hard that I absolutely hate. So, so I, I don't he... have any real reason. But... Shout out Alan Juban for decisioning him with the world's worst chin. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Jusset is probably going to win this one. And Jusset's pretty good. I like him. Uh, Pat Sabatini is fighting Nate Train Landwehr, and I'm feeling like Nate Landwehr is going to beat the shit out of beat Pat Sabatini. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nate is very flawed, but he's a solid defensive wrestler. Um, Darren Elkins couldn't do shit to Landwehr when he came to wrestling. 
And Sabatini is kind of shaky when he has to stay on the feet for, for any amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like, yeah, Langworth is going to beat his shit. Uh, Michael Johnson is fighting Matt Frebola. What are your thoughts on right. that? <laughs> um, I that feels like it's like obviously, obviously the pick is Matt Frevola, right? Um, <laughs> you're you have a you have a problem if you're picking Michael Johnson in fights. Um, I think Michael Johnson is like looking the most coherent. Like he he looks like he's adjusting to being not the fastest man on the planet and like not having a great chin anymore. I guess. Um, I just don't know if you can trust him against a guy like Fravola who has, who can kind of take the fight to, we'll see for to multiple ass. places. But yeah. we'll see how how he looks after a pretty nasty knockout. Yeah, because Fravola was turning into this super aggro guy. But yeah. you don't know if that's going to be there after getting, like, kicking them in the jaw. Right. And I'm also, like, not sure. I mean, I guess... I guess Michael Johnson doesn't really, like, knock people out anymore. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah, love the idea of, like, being a guy without a great chin and you're being, like, super aggro against Michael Johnson. Um, but... Fuck Jesus! I guess the last guy he hit, he knocked out was Alain Patrick. <laughs> that wasn't that, too long ago. Yeah, that 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 knockout was sweet. He hit him like five times before he hit the ground. <laughs> he's still so fast. <laughs> yeah, I. He's really man. He is. We are getting super close to that fifty-fifty record for for MJ. That's crazy, man. He's so tough. He's way too good to have that record. Uh, yeah, that's the announcement. So let's to close the show. Let's talk about this trash ass card. <laughs> uh, the main event, the the one that everyone was waiting for, is Jair Senior Rosenstroik against Shamil Gassiev. Uh, so Rosenstroik for some reason. Finds himself in pay-per-views and main events the whole time. Um, despite him just getting like insta-soft by Jayton Almeida in his last one. And Gassiev looked okay beating the shit out of Martin Budai. But but also like not exciting okay. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? Why does, why does Gassiev have 10 amateur fights? What the fuck? I don't know. This guy's over there uh, because he's fighting out of Bahrain, but he's actually from from Dagestan, I think. Um, glorious and beautiful nation of Bahrain. <laughs> and yeah, those guys are just getting like a lot of amateur fights. Oh, he had amateur fights after his pro debut. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> And those fights were in a tournament called Championship in memory of... I was just looking at that, yeah. <laughs> Abdulmanab Nurmagomedov, 2021. In his memory, we are allowing you to become amateur again. That's so beautiful. What a, he fought, a perfect tribute. This, this is insane. In his first fight of the tournament, he, as a... As a 2-0 pro and 7-1 and amateur... 
He fought oh my a guy God. with no fights. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No, the guy had two fights. Thank you. Oh, he, he was had also, ama- yeah. amateur fights. Okay. Man, what's going on? He was also a pro. So yeah. this wasn't sanctioned or what? What the fuck was going on in Saratov, Russia in 2021? <laughs> Someone can tell us what, what the fuck we'll was happening to, there. We'll need to make some investigation. Wrestle Jamia. Fill us in. Yeah, please. Please tell us. I always pronounce it. Whoa. If you look at this card, if you click on the the championship and memory card, there's like 500 fights on this. What the fuck? Wait. If you click on championship and memory of Abdulmanap Nurmagomedov 2021, and then look at the fight card. Or day one has like a billion fights on it. I don't know about day two. No, day two just has like twenty, but let me let me. Day one has like thirty-five. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Right? (laughs) It just keeps going. This is gonna be (laughs) around a hundred, right? It must be. Like I'm just yeah, yeah. It's a hundred and eleven fights. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if Habib was there. 111 amateur fights, mostly featuring already debuted pros, I would assume. That's insane. That's bananas. If you guys want to see a, a whole rewatch of the event, <laughs> just alternate <alive>. commentary. Which is <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like 12 hours long. Yeah, probably. It's longer. It's longer than like a powerlifting meet. <laughs> so yeah, um, what's going on in this fight? Uh, I'm guessing Gassiev is getting a takedown. Uh, I know he looked like a boxer in his last fight, but he's really like a wrestler. And uh, Rosenstroik. Rosenstroik is only 35. I thought he was like older, like a lot older. Because of all the belts and accomplishments he has. <laughs> Because he looks old. (laughs) (laughs) Just like five seconds of silence. Uh, Jamie, pull up that photo of Jair Rosenstrike with a billion belts. He's more belts than over. He stole all the belts from over him after he turned him into (laughs) Dr. Soyberg. That fight's so silly. It's so stupid. Like, it's, it's another like the... it's another gun situation where like you could have yes, done exactly. this. Yes, exactly. You could have done that moment. literally whenever. <laughs> it's over him, man. You don't have to be it's just like twenty twenty over him. You don't have to be that scared of him. No, the comedy event is Vitor Pretino versus Tyson Pet. <laughs> this is so God. funny to be like some people weren't defending this card. I think this fight kind of rules, but also, like, this is not a common event. It's probably a Petrino knockout, I would say, or it's going to get really stinky really fast. Yeah, if it gets stinky. I don't know if Pedro wins, even if it gets stinky, actually. Yeah. Like, Pedro Pedro seems to me like the kind of guy that will get intimidated about not being the best athlete in the cage. And Petrino's also, a fucking cause. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex Perez is fighting Mohamed Mokayev. This is a fake Allegedly. Fight. That fight's this not is, happening. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. 
This this would be very cool, but this is not happening. Let's yes. be serious. Alex Perez rocks, and unfortunately, Mikhaev is like capital A, actually capital G, good. Yeah, very um, good. Which is annoying because it goes against my agenda of if you have too many amateur fights, you won't be good. Um, so. Um, just for the record, since uh, since his last win, uh, Alex Perez has lost twice to Figueiredo and Patoja, which like no shame. But well, he has there's had... a little bit of shame in the in the way those losses happened, if we're being honest. Okay, yeah, for sure. They were both like pretty embarrassing insta subs. Uh, he has had ten cancelled fights. <laughs> Ten Any. fucking castle fights, including three. They tried to to book him against Machinel like four times. <laughs> like they they were really trying to get my boy a win here. <laughs> All time bag fumble, with that weight miss. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that, that fight's really not happening. And talking about Machinel, he's fighting Steve Ersek. And Erzeg is basically match nail, but if he had like an insane shin and was even bigger, so Chanel is probably going to get shin in this one. But it's going to rule. It's going to rule for sure. That fight's going to be sick. Yeah. That one is good, actually. I'm not going to complain. Umar Nurmagomedov, the most dot guy in the whole universe. <laughs> He's fighting some guy from Kazakhstan that some of you guys probably love. And I'm going to tell me it's great. Uh, by the way, this guy fought in... Last fought in this... Uh, what's the name of this organization? Octagon? Octagon, who has like... Yeah, Octagon has like the most Nazi logo of all I was going to say, it, it's just, just the, the... What is it? The... Um... Black Sun? Yeah, it's just a Black Sun. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Nazi and daughter before... or Black Sun. <laughs> and he has, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And the, other, the only other promotion that he, this guy has fought for is UAE. Uh, excuse U- you. UAE. He fought in PFL. Oh, okay. Wait, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Numar. Holy shit, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, Umar fought at PFL. What am I thinking? Bushido, uh, Kazakhstan. Hell okay, yeah. that's... Of course, of course. I'm a big fan of Bushido, Kazakhstan. Are you a fan of Zekpa Zek? <laughs> Is that a dish or an MMA promotion? I, dude, I bet that... Something called Zepka Zek, I bet that shit... Hits. That sounds delicious, man. Uh, by the way, Raul Rosas was supposed to fight Ricky Torsius in Mexico, and Rosas was like sick. His tummy something. hurt. His tummy it's, hurt because he's so like, like twelve. 12 years old. <laughs> Here's the thing, I believe I truly believe that like Ian Gary when he got sick during that weight cut is was in more pain than I've ex- I've ever experienced. I understand that. And I'm sure the same is true of Raul Rosas. However, if you are a fighter, 
and you get sick during your weight cut, you absolutely cannot let the photos of that happening get released <laughs> because it just looks like someone took a, a photo of you while you have a tummy ache. Like, it's, I'm sorry, I fully understand the situation that he's in, and I'm sure he's tougher than me, I get it. But, like, it <laughs> it looks like like you're taking a photo of yourself holding your tummy and putting it on Instagram because you think, like, it'll get women to feel sorry for you. That's what it, like, looks like every single time. You just, you can't let those photos get out. You just gotta put out what? a statement and never release the photos ever. Why are they even taking photos of you? I don't know! <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Also, like, did, did his mom go for him to... To the arena. Did he? Did Raul Rosas call his mom and was like, "Mom, I don't feel so well." <laughs> mom, I don't want to go to school. I'm just... <laughs> and and this is uh, Ricky Torsius apparently said that he hasn't signed anything after the UFC announced the fight in a classic Dana White wholesome moment. Awesome <laughs> Chungus 100. So, yeah, I'm not sure that one is happening either. Eric Anders is <laughs> getting a win against Jamie Pickett here. He's going to look Jamie, really bad before he wins, though. That's what he Jamie does. Jamie Pickett doing his best to tie Daniel Lacerda. So, so yeah, this. Oh, wow, one, yeah, because he's 0 4 right now, isn't he? Uh, I want to, yeah. I mean, no, he's one and four, I think. But uh, he, he's two he and four. A... Oh wait, oh. sorry. In the UFC, he's two and six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has a win over the ugly man, Joseph Holmes. So. And you know what? He's pretty jacked. So. Yeah. He's got a good. He's got a good V taper. Jay Bickett, sick physique, to be honest. Yes. Uh, Eric Anders, uh, to his credit, uh, looked good killing Kyle Dawkins, and he looked good in his last fight against Mark Andre Barriol. So maybe Eric Anders has decided to not suck anymore now that he's like forty years old. He's only thirty six. I thought he yeah, was but you have to old, you have yeah. to factor in he was a linebacker at Bama, so so yeah, he has more CD than your average UFC yeah. fighter. Uh, Vinicius Oliveira, who I don't know, I don't know who the fighter is. Do you know what? Do you know what I was happening when we were looking at these fights before we recorded? Is I was thinking of Vinicius Pereira, I think. Well, that that super lanky guy, or, or which man, one? I don't know. Okay, but yeah, Vinicius Oliveira, who is the lock dog? A uh, lock, just like L O K. no idea what that means. Uh, he's fighting. Janis Gemuri, who was the guy that got kicked to the body like insanely hard by. Uh, no, 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 no. Janis Gemuri is the guy that got kicked in the balls by Williams Gomez. And it, it was declared uh, a knockout, a James Krause situation. Hell yeah. Uh, so, Williams Gomes is the only guy that is more fraudulent than. Then what's his name? That guy that fought in Mexico. Name call, name name of? Naimov, yeah. Naimov. Gomez oh is God. not. Gomez wow, is not is, a real fighter. 
that is such a hit to the balls too. That's so clearly a test. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's Holy all balls boy. and thick. <laughs> the referee the ruling is... that he has too small of a penis for that to be a shot. <laughs> Gomez, uh, not a real fighter, by the way. I'm pretty sure this is like a make a wish situation. <laughs> they're, they're making him believe that he's a huge Giannis fighter. reading the script for how Gomez yeah. gets to win. Buried <laughs> yeah. uh, down the guy for some reason. We, you have like one of the few good fights. Uh, Javid Basharat, who, who is one of the best prospects at 135, and also very famous for kicking someone in the dick. <laughs> Uh, he's fighting Ayman Sahabi. Oh, yeah, that fight would have been really cool. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we, we missed the Victor Henry versus Javid Basharat. And then we had the whole uh, Extreme Couture gym saying that Victor Henry and Josh Barnett were pussies for, for not, not continuing oh, yeah. the fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. Hell yeah. Fucking Dewey Cooper was. Dewey Cooper was <laughs> insulting Victor Henry on Twitter, <laughs> calling him a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, Ayama Sahabi is probably going, getting hurt on this one. Uh, yeah. I know he's on a like, three fight uh, win streak, which includes two knockouts and a decision win over Ricky Turcios in one of the worst fights of all time. <laughs> And it's whatever. Uh, Loic Rachabov is fighting Abdul Karim Al Selwadi. Uh, Al Selwadi. Ah, the guy that beat George Hardwick and broke the hearts of all the British MMA Twitter kids. The number that... one lightweight in the US Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the the Iraqis are so weird. So funny. <laughs> yeah, Rashabov um got the shit the he got kicked very hard by Rambeski and then got hit with an overhand left. After that was losing weight. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And also why did he look very solid actually against Hardwick? A good athlete. And, yeah. And I just want to know if they are going to call him the bride of Palestine. Yeah, I'm very curious how that's going to work pro- out. Pro- probably, yeah. Like, they have never forbidden, like, Bilal Mohammed to to use the Palestine flag. Yeah, they did. That's why they stopped letting people have the flag. Oh, really? Yeah. they. I mean, it was very short-lived, but yeah, they, they no, did okay. do that. And it was like, it, I mean, it was like half the Russia thing and half the Palestine thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Russia thing was weird. Especially when they did not display the Russia flag and they put the global yeah. sign. But they still got introduced as Russia, so they were just not showing the flag. <laughs> the, Bruce Buffer they should, should blur it real the... time. That's what they should do. Or they should Buffer put like should a have... big smiley face over it. Yeah. Graphics. Or... Let DC let DC use that fucking pen where he loves to like draw over shit and make it incomprehensible. They should let him draw whatever. Over the Russian <laughs> flags, I think. That would be better. And Bruce Buffer should have done the, the old wrestling thing of introducing them as from parts unknown. 
<laughs> that would be cool. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan is fighting Claudio Hivero. Hivero sucks, man. I'm trying to remember uh, anything uh, about these people. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan is like a meme guy that comes from Cage Warriors. And, and he's like very athletic and vibes and not very good. Uh, Hibero is like just a guy that got killed by Abdul Razak Al Hassan last year, the year 2023, getting knocked out by Abdul Razak Al Hassan at middleweight. By fat so, Abdul Razak. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, uh, Al Hassan seems like the kind of guy, he was so jacked at welterweight, he seemed like the kind of guy that should just go up to middleweight and be still jacked somehow. Um, like, he got like fat. He, yeah, kind of like the inverse of um, who's the guy that uh, did the sick kick on um, Impa? Buckley. Yeah, Buckley. Like Buckley was so huge at middleweight, but very short, and then he like dropped down to one seventy, and you were like, "How is he still enormous?" That's kind of what I thought. Rizaka Buckley is like do. exact same size. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was gonna be. Is is it was gonna be like he looks the exact same size, but somehow he like mogs literally everybody he fights at middleweight. But he's just kind of like fat. <laughs> I don't really understand. And small also, too. <laughs> also, like a total WMMA record, twelve and six. So yeah, this card is not good. You guys were lying to me. Um, what's of interest here? Um. I think I'm looking forward to Abdul Karim's debut. Uh, Javid Basharat is cool. Um, Jamie Pickett, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. The legend. The Die Wolf. Yeah. It's such a such a sick nickname, to be honest. <laughs> what is it? It's the Night the Wolf. The Night yeah, Wolf. That's sick. Yeah. Um, Ersek versus Schnell is probably going that's to be the be best fight awesome. of tonight, yeah. Petrino, Pedro might give us a, like, if that's, if that's good, it'll be a, a GIF, and then you can just watch it on Twitter. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the main event has Royce and Stroy, so, that's enough information. <laughs> Even if it's a GIF, you don't need to watch it, probably. <laughs> it's like, the ugliest slapping. Uh, yeah, the worst hook you've ever seen, thrown from really far away. No, a slapping left hook that shouldn't KO anyone and somehow yes. KOs everyone. Like I guess if you're like a freak and you care about Gaziev, then you can go ahead and watch that fight. And you, you are like an absolute freak if you care, you like care about, about beating Gaziev. Darko Stozic in 2023. <laughs> 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 then go for it, brother. Oh my god. Yeah, this is not good, man. I'm not going to be watching the fights live, sadly. I'm going to the beach next weekend, so... How dare you? How dare you? You miss such a quality card with Gassier and Royce and Stroik. Yeah, eat it up, piggy. Jesus Christ. So, before leaving, guys, I just want you to remind... Just wanted to remind you that Dear Print Podcast, even the longer version, is brought to you by X Marshall. The Combat Sport brand dedicated to supporting the Jiu-Jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. They offer a range of products including rash guard shorts, pads, geese, streetwear, and training equipment. 
You can use the code the fight side to get a 10% discount on your order. That's the fight side, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow at their social at xmarshallofficial. This is quite a bit longer than their usual episode, but I've been having a lot of fun, so I hope you guys do too. Thank you so much for joining me, Sandra. Oh, thank man. you so much for having me. Doing my best. Um, yeah, we, we should do this more often for the bad cars, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, not not that not that I don't want you for the good cars, but they are, <laughs> but they are more work. And I know that you have a, like an actual life. If you want to be for any good card, just let me know and I'll have you as well. Well, let's let's see if people if this if people enjoy this first before you start fighting me back. The, if people enjoy the PFL pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, last week I recorded a bonus podcast about like weight cutting PDs and that kind of bullshit, and. Um, planning on doing a follow-up so if you guys have any questions about like strength and conditioning uh pd usage like obviously basic stuff relating to the video uh, me and sandro could do a follow-up to answer the questions uh because i i think there's still like a lot of new fans that maybe don't have an athletic background and i'm not saying that as a <laughs> as an insult just like I think that happens. Like you can be a fan of the sport yeah, without just stuff you don't everything. think about before. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there are some stuff that you don't quite know. I still see people saying X fighter weighs the weight class that they fight in. So I know there are people that it's are not very literally clear only about true it. for Frankie Edgar in like 2015 previous. <laughs> and so earlier. yeah. So yeah, just let us know. If you have any questions, uh, so my, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Sandro, again for being here. I had a lot of fun. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, that's it. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.